0: My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak, in the light, what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops, and do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin, yet not one of them falls to the ground, without your Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father the gospel of the Lord. Praise this past week, I spent time with hundreds of recent college graduates, including six from Montclair State University who were out at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And they were out there completing their first phase of training to serve as FOCUS missionaries for the next two to three years of their lives. FOCUS is an acronym that stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So these 20-somethings have committed to prayer, to study, and then going out to campuses all across the country and actually around the world now to their peers and to encourage them into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, which he founded. But more than just reaching out to their peers to come to Mass and to a Bible study, they also go the next step and encourage and challenge their peers to to strive for excellence in their studies and to live sober and chaste lives. We're blessed to have had a a team of four missionaries serving at Montclair State for the last 13 years. And it's amazing to see them going out regularly throughout the school year, creating events to try to invite people to come, or just even engaging people their age in dialogue on campus. But in order to do this, these young people also have to fundraise their salaries. So a few weeks ago, they started reaching out to family members, to friends, to friends of their families, to former employers, former teachers and coaches explaining to them what they're doing and inviting them to consider joining their support team by making a monthly contribution. I'm humbled every time I I pause and consider everything that they're doing, because it's not hard for us to think of the considerable odds that they're up against. And you might think that the difficulty of engaging complete strangers in one of the most hostile environments to the gospel the college campus, particularly in this day and age, is the hardest part for them. But for some of them, that's almost easy compared to what they experienced when they first told their families and friends what they wanted to do. I've heard all kinds of extremes from being told they're a disappointment, they're wasting their time, forbidding them from calling their relatives, friends, or neighbors. It's jarring as their priest, as one of their spiritual fathers. It hurts my heart to hear and to see those types of things. And I've had a few colorful discussions with parents of graduates who were becoming missionaries and finally snapping at them and saying, Do you realize how some of your friends have kids doing all kinds of destructive things? Alcohol, drugs. They're kids who are addicted to porn, who have no jobs and are living at home after college. And you're upset that your son or your daughter wants to serve God and his people and their peers as a missionary for a few years? Fortunately, for the most part, the parents come to their senses and they realize that this is a good thing. It's a wonderful thing that their kids are doing. In his public testimony, though, one student turned missionary said, I know some of my friends think it's weird. I know some of my family think I'm crazy. But if I can help one person get to heaven, it's totally worth it. As I said, it's completely humbling to me to hear them talk like this. Because their witness is a perfect example of what Jesus is talking about in this gospel passage. Some hear Jesus saying at the outset of this gospel, fear no one. And liken it to President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. And there could be this expectation that we're not to ever feel fear. Or that if we're feeling fear, we're doing something wrong. Or we could start to think that perhaps our faith isn't as strong as we thought. But that's not what Jesus is getting at here. He's not saying that people aren't going to experience difficult things. In fact, he promises us that we will. He told us to take up our cross and to follow him. He wasn't talking about a decorative piece of jewelry that we would wear or a tattoo that we put on our bodies. He's telling us that if the world would kill and destroy him, who is the message, we should expect that they would be just as hostile to messengers who come in his name. And he's not saying that we're not going to experience the feeling of fear or that fear itself is a bad thing. What Jesus is challenging us to do is not let that fear inhibit us from doing the work that he's calling us to as his disciples. And in fact, he encourages us to let the fear of someone being separated from God for all eternity to be the only fear that should be motivating us. And he clearly says that in today's gospel. Be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Jesus is speaking about the reality of hell and that we should be working not just on avoiding sin and preventing ending up there ourselves, but that we need to help one another as well. That hell should frighten us, that fear should motivate us to speak his word, that fear should separate us from anyone or anything that could undermine our going to heaven, that fear should animate our trust and our commitment in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. These kids that I I work with, they're scared of rejection and of being mocked, who isn't? But as one of the student missionaries shared, I know hell is real because I see so many of my friends living there right now. And the last thing I would want at the end of my life is for Jesus to show me that I could have done something to help them, and I didn't. May you and I be as convicted and motivated in wanting all those that we come in contact with to to let them know that they too are seen, they're known, and they're loved by our Heavenly Father, and inviting them to come to Jesus Christ and experience their true value and their true worth as a child of God now and for all eternity.